Hey everybody, Chris here. You may know us these days as the Personal Injury Mastermind, but you've discovered our roots when we first started as the Rankings Podcast. I'm glad you're here. Over the years and hundreds of episodes, we've expanded our reach while staying true to our mission. We help you and your firm dominate the competition with insights from some of the best in the legal industry. You may notice that these older episodes sound a bit different. That's because we also embrace change and growth. I hope you enjoy this episode from the vaults and listen to a few of our newer episodes while you're at it. Thanks for being here. Let's begin. At the end of a hard day's work, it's not uncommon to want to let off a little steam and decompress from the day's challenges. For some of you, that might mean going for a drink with coworkers or throwing yourself into your favorite hobby. My guest today chose a different outlet that ended up transforming his frustrations into something profitable for him and helpful to countless attorneys. The site started as just a place for me to talk about my complaints and my gripes about legal software as I was starting my own law firm. So I started it in about 2007. And then a couple years later, I was having, or not a, a couple months later, I had lunch with Aaron Street and um, we said, okay, and decided to turn lawyers into a business and launched it from there. And over time, it gets morphed. You know, when you go visit it, the site now, it's mostly around the podcast, around the community, around the lab coaching community. There is no blog left, really. It's just a collection of resources and community is the focus of it. On today's show, I'll be talking with Sam Glover, founder of Lawyerist.com and co-author of The Small Firm Roadmap. Join us as we discuss how he turned his blog into a career that's helped attorneys everywhere, why he slashed his web content by 80% to help SEO, and what advice he has for solo lawyers and those running small firms. That's coming up on the Rankings Podcast, the show where founders, entrepreneurs, and elite personal injury attorneys share their inspiring stories about what they did to get to the top and what keeps them there. I'm Chris Dreyer. Stay with us. Sam's original blog post started out as a way to manage his frustrations with the CRM software available at the time. His biggest concern was that the tools that were supposed to help lawyers were actually counterintuitive and taking up valuable time and lots of money to get up and running. I think some of my earliest posts on Lawyerist were about some of the earliest cloud-based software. There really wasn't much when I started my firm at the end of 2005. Everything there was still on-premise, installed on your computer. Most of it was built to be connected to a server and meant to be customized with the help of expensive consultants. And it was just a frustrating experience. Everything was too complicated, too clunky, and too buggy, honestly. <laughs> and so like, I remember paying a consultant like $2,000 to customize my installation of Time Matters, and they broke everything, and I had to fix it all. And it was like... It was so frustrating. So I, I hated a lot and I had a lot to gripe about. So I needed a place to vent. And so that's why I started writing. <laughs> you need a good outlet. And, and that was uh, exactly. yep. beneficial. So, you know, it's funny. The word I keep hearing more and more nowadays is attribution. You know, if I'm a small law firm, if I'm a solo practitioner, should I be considering or thinking about attribution and, and CRMs and legal intake software right from the beginning? Or is this something that an attorney should be thinking about as they grow? I think that what you should be thinking about is how you want to do things, right? Developing a systems mindset where you're not thinking about what task I need to perform next, but how I want to perform these kinds of tasks. Like how do I want intake to work at my firm? How do I want clients to be treated when they come to my office or when they come to my website? So think about 
systems and what are the stages of those workflows. And then once you know how you want to do things, you can start looking for tools that will help you do those things more efficiently because efficiency really is the key to growth. And a lot of times there's going to be a software product that you need to fit into that process at some point. But I don't think thinking about technology first is the way to do it. I think thinking about systems and then trying to plug technology in where it can make you more effective and more efficient is the way to do it. Most solo and small firms, as soon as they have a defined system and a process for doing things, should start figuring out where they can plug in technology because it's going to make them more efficient. It's going to make them more effective. And so it's definitely something to work on, especially at the beginning where you have more time than clients. And so making those investments may be a little intimidating, but it's a good time to do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it just makes you more efficient. It's all about the client experience too. So let's dig back in, into the lawyerist. At the beginning, you were, you were blogging. This is your, your outlet to kind of express your thoughts and opinions on things. So how did you turn it into a business? What was that big turning point where, hey, I'm going to pursue this full time. This is my livelihood. There were a few things that came together to make that happen, but Lawyerist was growing enough and I was ready to do something different than law practice for a while. And so my wife and I sat down and decided um, we were willing to give this a try. So I closed my practice, I sold it off and um, decided to commit to Lawyerist. And after a while, it became apparent that that was a good decision. There was enough money there once it had my full attention um, that it could support me and eventually Aaron and now like seven people. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really pleased with where we are. We have a ton of traffic. I think by the time this podcast airs, we'll have something like 13,000 registered members. Hey, I want to dig in. You know, I was reading your bio and it said, I think this was actually on Twitter. So it said aging skate punk. <laughs> so I want to bring a little personality in here. So can you explain yeah. that? Yeah, I, I probably talk about this more than is healthy for a man in his early 40s, but I love skateboarding. I grew up with skateboarding in my teens and decided but right before I turned 40, I was like, you know what? I never learned how to kickflip. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn it. And so I bought a new skateboard and started doing it. And just putting my feet back on that thing, I was like, oh man, I forgot how much I love the feeling of being on a skateboard. And so I've been kind of obsessed since then. We have like seven skateboards on the deck right now. And I can't wait for the weather to get nicer in Minneapolis. So I can just start going out the front door every day. That's amazing. So a lot mm-hmm. of people, they consider like exercise, especially, you know, like even having to balance their form of meditation because it mm-hmm. kind of clears the mind. So that's, seems like that's yours. This so, is mine for sure. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, making the lawyer successful, do you have any daily rituals, any routines that really make it successful? I don't have a lot, but there is one thing that I've been doing every day, unless for some reason I get pulled away and forget it. I always like to take a few minutes in the morning and reflect on what I need to be doing for the day that is my priority. I got deep into getting things done at one point. I love Agile. I love Kanban. I love all of the productivity, right? I love my notebooks. I love pens, pencils. I love all this stuff. But the reality is, and I I bet most everyone experiences this, that all of the stuff they have to do is in a lot of different places. So I finally got to the point where I was just like, you know, that's okay. Like, I can't control that. We have our project management software. I have my personal task lists. I've got my email inbox. I've got all of this stuff where my, all these places where things are. And so every morning I like to take just, I don't know, five, 10 minutes and survey everything and decide what I'm going to be focusing on for the day. I've talked about my most important tasks, practice is what I call it. And 
I just write down the two, three, four things that are going to have my focus throughout the day. I've been doing that just about every day for many years at this point. I even I even built myself a little app to, instead of carrying around an index card with my most important tasks, I've got, a, got it on my phone. Sam had done some incredible things with Lawyerist.com. It had grown to the point where he was able to take it on as a full-time gig, and he was helping tens of thousands of lawyers with his content. But now he had a problem. He had a ton of information and advice to give lawyers, but it was unorganized and more importantly, unoptimized. He needed to tidy up his archives and create something that solo attorneys or those running small firms could use as a reference tool. And that's where his book came in. We probably were years late writing that book. (laughs) We probably should have written it a long time ago, but we needed to. One of the problems with writing a blog is it's a really bad way to organize information. You know, it's a great way to say something every day or every week or every month, but it's a terrible way to organize information. And so we had gotten to the point where we had thousands and thousands of posts on on Lawyerist and, and people would say like, go to Lawyerist if you want to learn how to start a law practice. But like, where? I mean, if we hadn't written about it that day, like how would you find that information? And so there was definitely an approach that we have and a philosophy about doing that that we have, but we had never really tried to organize it and lay it out. We've actually deleted like 80% of our website over the last year as part of focusing um, both for SEO reasons, but also just for like trying to get the essential stuff there. There's more information than there used to be, but it's all focused and better organized. And so, but the book was a really important piece of that was like, we need to tell a coherent story about what we're doing, what lawyers need to be focused on, what the practice of law is going to be looked for and help people get a path from where their law practice probably is, to where we know it needs to get in the near future. If you have spent any time wondering, huh, I wonder if I can continue running a billable hour practice where, you know, I get up every day and just do things for the first time again, you know, I open up a a blank page and start writing a brief from scratch again. If that's your idea of law practice and you've ever stopped to consider, hmm, I wonder if that's what law practice is going to look like, then I think this is a great book. Or if you're just like, I know that I need to change I know that that things are changing. I'm just not really sure how and what it what it will take for me to to take advantage of that. Like this will show you the way. Like it is literally a roadmap to how to build a future oriented client centered law practice. That's amazing. And I also want to ask you. You know, you piqued my SEO interest here mm-hmm. when you said, you know, that you nuked about eighty percent of the content. Did you see like a dramatic impact that that had by by yep. concentrating and improving those main pieces? You know, tell us a little bit about that process. Yeah, so Aaron and I have, we talk about SEO a fair amount. Aaron is, has a very sophisticated SEO philosophy that like we, we sometimes find it hard to talk to more traditional SEO folks because we've just been really radical about it, right? So we've had a couple of posts and pages on our website that have drawn an enormous amount of traffic over the years. Like the, one of the most popular pages on our site was about professional bags for women lawyers. And for whatever reason, that was always in like the top five. But the traffic to that site was not well focused, right? Like it was drawing in a lot of professional women in particular from all walks of life, but we don't care about them. They're not our core demographic. And so we've done a lot of, you know, when we find things like that, that are popular, but poorly focused, we've been jettisoning those things. So like we definitely have less traffic 
but our traffic is much higher quality than it was because our, our goal is only to get solo and small firm leaders to our site. That's who we can help. That's who we want to help. And that provides a lot higher signal to noise in our intake process, in our marketing efforts. It's better value for our advertising partners. So we, we try not to tell stories about traffic unless we are sure that it's also really high quality and it, it's paid off. You know, we we're able to say that, it, you know, we think 95% of our visitors are decision makers when it comes to their firms. We know that a huge percentage of the people who spend time on our site are the exact people we are trying to reach. And, and I think, you know, law firms, it's easy to get distracted by like, oh, you know, this and such law landing page is getting so much traffic, but if it's the wrong traffic, it doesn't matter. And that's what we've done. And so there's absolutely been like, our traffic has totally dropped overall, um, but the quality has gone up. And it's been interesting because we deleted something like 2000 pages. But what we're seeing now is kind of a recovery. As I think we're giving Google a much clearer picture of what this site is about. The algorithm is really understanding with more clarity who to send to our site. So let's talk about challenges. You know, when you're growing Dolores, is there a particular, you know, pitfall or mistake that you learn from? That really stands <laughs> <Lots>. out. <laughs> One is change. I think a lot of companies probably deal with this, but I think we may be more extreme than most. Aaron and I really are trying to anticipate where things are going and then get there, anticipate it and be the first there. We've stopped running display ads on our site, for example, because we know that those don't have much time left anyway. When it comes to law firms, we're trying to build a system for law firms for where they need to get to. We're trying to anticipate where law firms and lawyers need to be and get there. And what that means is, what do our systems need to look like? What does our podcast workflow need to look like? And so one of the challenges that our company has is the job that you're doing on Monday might not be the job you're doing on Friday. And that's probably more extreme, but it's definitely true over the course of a month or a quarter. Everyone at our company has had a, an array of different job titles over the last year, <laughs> you know, because we move responsibilities around as it makes sense. Our org chart changes every quarter. We've asked ourselves, is that wrong? But it doesn't seem like it. And so one of the constants at our company is change. And that's really hard when it comes to hiring, because if you just want to come in and be told what the expectations are and what your job is going to be, we are a terrible place to work because what you can expect is that it will change. And we're going to, we expect everyone to help us change it because we're trying to constantly improve, not, not change for the sake of change, but change because we're experimenting. We're trying to see if we can improve things. We're A-B testing our company constantly. That's been a real challenge with hiring too, is getting the right people in the door. 2019 was a hard year where we hired a lot and lost a lot and learned a ton. And as a result, like the people who are working for our company right now are freaking awesome. And I think we've, ironed it out and we are, we're moving ahead with a much healthier approach to hiring and setting expectations better. And with people who are coming in with the right mindset, but that was really, it was really hard. And there are lots of other things over the years, but that one is really top of mind for me right now because it has really, it's still sort of defining where we are in the first quarter of 2020. Do you have any previews for kind of what's next, what you guys are thinking about? Lots. You know, I think our focus going forward is we feel like we've tested uh, a bunch of things and, and proven the concepts for a lot of the things we're doing. And the way forward is just doubling down on that, you know, trying to figure out, trying to help lawyers 
find the tools that they need to practice better. So like our product pages are a huge focus area right now where we're trying to, we're building software at this point because we're trying to build like software to help lawyers make decisions about their products and also about their firms. We're trying to give lawyers better information about the health of their firms financially, structurally, whatever. So like our small firm scorecard is a big thing that we've developed and that we're continuing to try and help lawyers use that. You know, it's kind of a a KPI or a metric for their own firms. The same for our resource pages, which are all the free pages about how to start and build a law practice, how to manage it, all that kind of stuff. Getting those things built out and updated. And then in the lab, our, our private community is, we have an amazing group and just finding more ways to innovate with that because we, we just want it to be better. So, and we just want to make them great. That's amazing. So you're just concentrating on providing the most value. And that's ultimately what it's all about. And that's why people keep coming back to your site. It's, it's mm-hmm. a great site. You're getting rid of the thin content or the content that's maybe outdated and updating. I'm sure you have some challenges because software is always changing. So you have to update those product pages all the time. Oh man, that and even just keeping the site running. Clearly, there's a huge amount of advice available from Lawyers.com and the Small Firm Roadmap, but I wanted to know what steps he thought we should take now based on all the advice he gave. I think if anything I have said resonates, or if you're just like, what what the hell is Lawyers all about? The Small Firm Scorecard is the most concise, fastest way I can think of to give anybody like, here's what this is all about. And you can just find that on the front page of our site. It's um, 50 questions, 40 some, 43, I think, for solos that have to do with how your firm is, is organized, is structured, your philosophies, your mindset for approaching law practice. These are the success metrics that we think you should be focused on. It's a self-evaluation. And at the end, you'll get a grade. And just if it's your first time, you're probably not going to get a great grade. And it's not because you are bad at law practice. It's because nobody has told you what you need to be good at yet. So the small firm scorecard is probably the first thing I would focus on, or alternatively, read the first chapter of our book, which is free. You can get it on our site. The first chapter of our book kind of pulls everything together. And if that resonates with you, then you're probably one of our people. And if you read it and you're like, these guys are full of shit, then uh, you're probably not. And you should feel free to ignore everything we have to say until you go out of business because you're totally wrong about where things are going. Well, well I can tell you, you're <laughs> definitely not full of shit. And, and the value you guys provide is tremendous. Some people think we are. Like Stephanie and I were at a con- we're doing a presentation and there are a whole bunch of older lawyers grumbling in the back. And at one point I was finally just like, raise your hand if you think we're full of shit. And all the hands in the back went up, like eight, eight old lawyers in the back were like, you guys suck. So they got their CLE credit. So whatever. (laughs) Sam covered so much there. The challenges his business faced, SEO tips, writing a book, productivity, and even his passion for skateboarding. You might not get any skateboarding advice from lawyers.com or the small firm roadmap, but if you want to know how to run your practice, then you should definitely check them out. been listening to the rankings podcast i'm chris dreyer a huge thanks to today's guest sam glover for joining us you can find all of the links from today's conversation in the show notes and we want to hear from you would you slash your web content like sam to cater for a targeted group of customers or do you prefer to cast your net wide drop us a review and share your thoughts thanks for joining us we'll see you next time (laughs) 